Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pre-Med Perspective. I'm Lassia, and today I'm here with a really special guest. Her name is Rose, and she is an M1 at the University of Michigan Medical School, but she was an undergrad just very recently at Harvard Med School. Today, I want to talk to her about what it's like to be in a place surrounded by so many brilliant people, whether it be undergrad or med school. But particularly, I want to focus on the fact that how did she survive med school in that type of an environment? And I'm sorry, how did she how did she survive undergrad in that type of environment? So, Rose, it's so good to have you on. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for your time. So just to kick off our discussion about your undergrad, tell us a little bit about how you kind of ended up at Harvard um, and how you decided to be pre-med. Yeah, sure. So my journey to Harvard was you know, c- kind of one of those things where like everybody always talks about like, oh, I always dreamed about it and didn't think it was actually going to happen. And then it happened. You know, that story. Of course. Um, I... Yeah, I went to public school in Virginia um, and, you know, always had my sights set on going to college um, long term and didn't really know where I was going to end up. I applied, applied to all the schools in Virginia, but I applied to Harvard Early Action um, and I ended up getting in in like December of 2015, which was the December of my, my senior year. That's awesome. Um, I'm sure that you were like literally speechless when you got in yeah (laughs) I think I like became a celebrity overnight that's what I like to tell myself it's like as soon as that happened like um I think everybody's perception shifted because it was one of those things where people in our high school like didn't really go to Harvard that wasn't really a thing Mm -hmm. there was one girl who had gotten in like three or four years ahead of me Uh that was it yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that perception. That's an important, I think, piece of your narrative that I didn't really think about. How does it feel like to go to such an institution, even now? Uh, how how do you how does it what do you how do you feel when it comes to um, people viewing you differently? Yeah, it's really strange. I mean, like I was always, you know, I'm still the same person. <laughs> what I like to tell myself yeah and that's what got you in you know yeah right exactly and like uh going there has so much like baggage attached to it in the sense that like it's very difficult for me to like talk about college around people who like would perceive Harvard as being some sort of like status symbol or something right you know right right and it's like that doesn't the fact that I went to Harvard just doesn't change who I was before and who I am since graduating, right? It's just Absolutely. a chapter of my life and doesn't sort of make me who I am, right? Make who I am is for a lot of different other things, but not strictly tied to having gone to Harvard. Um, that yeah, being I, said- It's completely yeah. understandable why people feel that way. But at the same right. time, it's completely understandable why you feel the way you feel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So how did you take that baggage sort of, I mean, I'm sure you had this kind of mounting pressure uh, leading up to school and how did you decide, Hey, like I'm going to pursue one of the most competitive undergraduate programs and I can assume the most competitive undergrad institution. Yeah. I, 
I was used to competition in high school to a certain extent. Um, like our school had an AP program and I was like taking like six or seven of them a year, something ridiculous, some like super, you know, you know, un, like unachievable sort of high number of AP classes that like, right. I was kind of used to, I guess like the pressure from the academic side of it. Yeah. I think the one thing I struggled with a lot, at least the first couple of years that I was at Harvard was like having that constant pressure like wherever I was on campus, because you kind of never really escaped the academic bubble, right? Like you're yeah. living in it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I want how tell tell me a little bit about. I'm sure there was times where you know I go to a state school, and you know I'm pre med here, and I myself where I feel like I'm pretty on top of being pre med you know, and I'm pretty on top of finding opportunities, whatever, whatever. But I can imagine when you go to a school where every single person is probably on top of it, how did you handle that stress? You know, were there times where you broke down and how did you pick yourself up from that? Oh yeah, there's definitely times you break down for sure. <laughs> like I said, the first two years I was at hard was like, probably like the worst two years of my life like in terms of mental health and that kind of thing. I think going from Virginia, moving to Boston, like living on my, living by myself for the first time, yeah. I was like a completely different lifestyle, yeah. different city, different region of the country, you know, that kind of thing. And then being around people I had never met before and sort of expected, like expecting that, you know, everybody was going to be nice and super, you know, supportive. Um, supportive and collaborative and all that but it's a very competitive undergraduate program like you've been saying um and you know adjusting to that reality was really tough I think in terms of like managing stress though I sort of there were there were a couple things so like one of them obviously is like taking time for myself every day so like whether that's you know I'm a big Game of Thrones person, whether that's watching an episode of Game of nice. Thrones. Nice, yeah. Or something, you know, or like going for a walk by the river mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. But also like, the, I think the most important thing for me personally was finding friends who weren't pre-med. Yeah, yeah. That sounds, you know, like very like basic. But yeah. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where like, you need somebody else's perspective on everything else that's going on to like get you out of your head. Totally. Um, no, yeah, and, so I, and I can completely understand and empathize with everything mm -hmm. you're saying. I think no mm -hmm. matter what path you're pursuing, no matter where you go to school, it's that huge adjustment gap to start living on your own. On top right. of that, when you add in all the elements of Harvard, it can be a little bit of a recipe for disaster mentally um, your first few years. And I'm glad you kind of were able to realize it and look at it and not let go of your dream because I'm sure a lot of people crumbled under that stress. And, you know, me, I totally understand what you mean by trying to make more time for yourself. I think we're mm -hmm. all guilty of overworking ourselves and not letting ourselves take a break. I just want to know, you know, what were the ways that you were able to make it through those times where you really didn't have much time to take for yourself, like exams, you know, I'm sure you, uh, like in the middle of a research project, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that, 
um, is unique about Harvard, I think, is we have this like our housing system basically sorts us into these like um, housing communities. And essentially we all like live in the same building, live like eat in the same dining hall. We, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. that, the dining hall is a big, a big part of our sort of undergraduate community mm-hmm. and like within our house. Um, and right. so I would like, especially during like exam times, that was really the only time that I was like allowing myself to interact with other people because I was like, I have to get back to the library, you know, but you, you still have to eat your meals and, you know, nourish your body and all that. Yeah. Um, so just like taking the time at the, at the dining, at the dining hall to just like sit and be with my friends. Like everybody would put away their phones. We had like a rule, uh-huh. um, put away your phones during like exam period and just like sit and talk to other people. Yeah, no, totally. It's and it's really I- good to just like, I love that advice to any freshman, you know, especially Mm -hmm. the freshman. Um, I know freshman year, that was a huge thing for me. Sometimes I remember in my own experience, the dining hall, I'd go there for breakfast and I'd leave halfway through lunch because there's just that constant. Right, exactly. (laughs) It's just that constant flow of people. It's awesome. Yeah, I like never really thought about it in the way that you're thinking about it right now, but I totally know what you mean now that you say (laughs) No, exactly. And speaking of opportunities like research, um, volunteering, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, did you find it difficult to find opportunities in a place where so many other great candidates were gunning for the same opportunity? Yeah, I mean, I think there there are a lot of opportunities on any campus. I think like you just have to know where to look for them. That was sort of the things like one of the things that I struggled with was like, learning how to navigate systems on campus yeah because I had you know the first in my family to go to an you know Ivy League school I had no idea what to expect um and I think like I think there is ways to make opportunities if like there's something you are really passionate about but find that like you know there's certain barriers to finding already established opportunities in that field Mm -hmm. Uh, no, but really I think like, point. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I think no, I was just saying like one of the other things that's very difficult with finding opportunities on a, on a campus like, like Harvard's is that you're always comparing your journey to other people's journey. Yeah. And that's a huge thing. Yeah. That was, that was one thing I struggled with a lot, especially getting into research. Like I didn't start doing like basic science research until the summer before my junior year or like my junior year basically. And I always felt like, oh my gosh, I'm so late. And everybody else started their freshman year. I'm like three years behind everybody, all of these things, you know? No, totally. And it ended up Go ahead. working out. Well, yeah, no, it ended up working out. And you know, it, you end up where you're supposed to be is kind of my whole takeaway from that. No, I love that takeaway because there's going to be people who have been doing the same thing for four years or there's Mm -hmm. gonna be the people that didn't do research at all and it could very well be that the person who's been you know in research for four years ends up not even going to med school or the person who hasn't researched at all is going to an excellent med school that fits them super well, right? Mm -hmm. And like you said, everyone's path is so unique and different and I think in the undergrad level that's something pre-meds like try to like wrap their head around just because it's either you're comparing yourself 
to your peers or you're comparing yourself to someone who's like in a med school that you'd really want to go to idolizing mm. them realizing that it's it's correct me if I'm wrong but it's really that person's story that got them to where they are today um, yeah right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so I know you have a lot to your story and you have so many different interests and I want to know what parts of your story do you think led you to eventually matriculating to the Michigan Med School? Yeah, so there are a couple of things. Um, I wanted sort of a, a bigger like university experience. I think Harvard was great um, in terms of individualizing and tailoring like advice because it was a smaller undergraduate institution. Sure. But I knew that my interests are very broad and I wanted a, a research community that would support that and like have the resources to, you know, fund me if I needed it or something like that, you know? Exactly. Um, and the other thing was that I'm from a small town in Virginia and Boston was like not, you know, it was a very different experience a different vibe for the city in general and I think like I wanted to to break from that sort of cutthroat like breakneck pace because I knew that I was already going to have a lot of pressure with the medical school curriculum and like I didn't need to add on top of that the pressure of living in a you know a city that's constantly moving yeah Um, so that was you were Ann Arbor was like a perfect system is what you're trying to say Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah No, awesome. And I totally, I love, I mean, I'm, I don't even go to school at UMish, but <laughs> I love Ann Arbor. And I'm yeah. sure you're enjoying it very thoroughly. And yeah, it is really different from like a metropolitan city um, mm-hmm. or a place like Boston. And I can totally see why someone would really want to be in an environment just like that. So talking about environment, you know, you go to from Harvard, which is cutthroat. You survived Harvard. Tell me a little bit about how Michigan Med is when it comes to atmosphere, being that it is like an amazing institution. Yeah, I mean, I people talk about this all the time on like on the interview trail, like when you go to their website about like the Michigan environment being very collaborative. And like I can attest to that. It is like a completely different environment than what I was experiencing in undergrad. I mean, for the most part, like everybody that I've had the chance to interact with, I mean, you know, it's been relatively limited because of COVID, but the people that I have had the chance to, you know, really sit down and chat with are so like open and honest and like willing to share their experiences with other people. And like, whether that's academic, that's personal, you know, in in their like lives outside of med school. Yeah, I found that everybody's been very giving, which has been great. I think that I think that happens for like a couple of reasons, right? Mm-hmm. When you're younger, I think in undergrad especially, you get caught up in the semantics to realize, yeah. that, you know what? Uh, there are so many opportunities out there, which means just because you achieve your dream doesn't mean I can't achieve mine. And when you right. get to the medical school level, from what I hear from so many different people, it's more that attitude like, hey, let me support you to get to your dreams and you're going to support me to get to mine. And I think right. 
awesome that you were able to find a community that does do that. And the second piece of that is I think in medical school, you have people that come from so many different paths. Like there's, there's like parents, you know, in medical school. And that kind of is the thing that unites everyone. And there's so many like big milestone events, like I'm sure people get married and engaged during medical school that require that um, great deal of emotional support to be there. So tell me a little bit about um, what it's like during this online pandemic to seek that support from other students. Yeah, I mean, all of our classes right now are online. Basically, we have a few things that we're in person for, but for the most part, we're doing lectures and stuff online. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, a lot of the social support, at least that I found, has been like through our online community and like what we as a like Michigan Med class of 2024 have created for ourselves. Yeah. Whether that's like a group meet page where we send memes to each other or something, or you know, I have a a subgroup with like my doctoring group I don't have, we don't have to get into what that is but yeah. um where like we just vent to each other about like you know this thing happened to me today or like how are you guys getting through this week's lectures that kind of thing and I think like we're all very um connected online because we have to be right like we're all yeah. we all want to feel supported we all want to feel connected to Ann Arbor to the greater Michigan med community, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Like we're all, we all respect each other's needs on that front for sure. Yeah. And I think it's important to make sure you're pushing yourself, especially during this time, Mm -hmm. whether you're in school or not in school to seek that social support on online. And I think it's awesome that we have such a social media community, especially like that. Yeah you that's how I connect with all my guests and I think that's one of the parts of being pre-med that I've enjoyed the most is really uh, connecting with these people and I know that's something I look forward to in medical school where there's you're you're housing people of the same interest to some degree you know the same overarching interest obviously Mm -hmm. everyone is different within it uh, and that's something I really look forward to so tell me a little bit about the your experiences at Harvard undergrad compared to what it's like at UMich what are what do you like better you know what do you wish was the same tell me a little bit about that I mean it's kind of like comparing origins to apples to a certain extent right like it medical school I think yeah right it's a hard question but medical school is just so different from you know any other schooling that I've done it is very intensive, but in a way that's like, you know, you want to, you want to absorb every piece of information because it could be useful to you later on in your career. Right. So um, I think the one thing that I love about my Michigan community is like that collaborative and just like open nature. And I think like the students are all very much like in tune with the emotions of like fellow students and like understanding that you know, we all have unique needs and that um, we can advocate for each other to the administration. And like, that's a normal thing that happens, right? Like medical student advocacy is a huge thing for us. Um, I, for me personally, like, like I mentioned earlier, I think the vibe of Ann Arbor, like the more relaxed spirit compared to Boston 
is it has been a good thing for me because it's given me a chance to breathe outside of you know the one year condensed preclinical curriculum. Yeah. Uh, and being in Ann Arbor gives me access to a lot of like really cool <laughs> nature spots yeah. and like being able to just like leave my med school stuff behind and just like go out and be you know in nature for a little bit has like been very rewarding yeah and Um, not to mention Ann Arbor has some of the best restaurants ever (laughs) so oh yeah (laughs) I'm sure you've been enjoying taking a step out of medical school to go grab a bite to eat no totally and I think Mm -hmm. the part everything you said is so relevant and so important to consider when you're picking the, the right program for you, right? Like Boston for med school might be the best fit for someone else, but for you, you're like, right. hey, I've been there. I have done that. I want to change. And I'm really glad that you're enjoying that change uh, surrounded by people that you really love. And, you know, everyone I've talked to from UMish Med, granted, it's only been about four other people, really gives <laughs> the vibe of work hard, play hard. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like, Um, Mm -hmm. Ann Arbor is totally the town that's super conducive um, to that work hard, play hard mentality. So our discussion so far has been so interesting, talking about your undergrad experience at Harvard, comparing it to uh, your experience at Michigan Medicine. So to wrap up our discussion, this is also a little bit of a loaded question. If there's something you could tell yourself, you know, as you were studying in the library, super stressed at Harvard during undergrad, in your position that you're in now, what would you tell yourself? Oh, gosh. Um... (laughs) I think a couple of things, I'm going to try to keep this short. So one thing is like, you're going to face a lot lot of challenges, but like, just try to persist through all of it. And like, it will be worth it. Yeah. Right. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is like, try your best not to stress out too much. You know, it'll, things will work out the way they're meant to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like, you'll find that some years down the line, like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. I love that. Yeah. No, and I think I totally am a believer in everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And even though sometimes when, you know, your dreams are this and this is the reality, yeah. it's hard, you know, to yeah. like, okay, everything's going to work out. I'm not really sure how exactly it's going to work out so sometimes it's hard to hold that hope especially when it when you're like living such a high stress uh educational lifestyle so that is some really good advice so thank you so much rose for hopping on the podcast with me today it's been awesome you know getting your insight as uh to your experience and it has really kind of taught me to you know take a step back and enjoy the things while they last. So thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in. I know all of you guys enjoyed Rosie as much as I did today. I'm sorry, Rose, as much as I did today. So thank you so much once again for hopping on. Thank you again for having me. Yeah. So to our listeners, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll see you again next Friday. Bye guys.